¿Qué? ¿Dónde está papi? Hello and welcome to the first episode. Uh, my name is Lina and this is the Minimalinia podcast. I'm here with my husband, Chris. Hey, everybody. Um, and we're going to start this episode by talking about being minimalist um, or attempting to be minimalist. This is not our perfect scenario. Yeah, yeah. By all means, we're not masters at being minimalist, but we are trying our darndest to get it right. Right. Um, so let's just go with like the first question. What do we do with our stuff in general? Like overall? Yeah, that's a great question. You know, I think, well, I'll start saying that, you know, we're, we're constantly decluttering. You know, I think we go through, you know, our closet, under the bed, um, you know, our, some stuff from our kids' closet and whatnot. And, and we purge and, and we do right by our um, stuff that we don't use. And we think we're done, and then we turn around like a week later, and we're like, "Whoa, what about all those other things?" So, you know, we're again, we're not perfect at it, but you know, we are constantly looking at how can we, uh, you know, reduce some of the things that we just don't use, and then subsequently not buy things just to buy things. Right. There's a lot of stuff that sometimes we uh, don't use for a while, and do do a really cool thing where you try to find some of its value, try to get its value back, so you sell it. Right, so I think that's a yeah. really important thing that I think most people overlook. There, there's a bunch of things at home that you can sell, and although that takes a little bit of time, I think you, you have gotten into a groove of getting the things in a place. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, uh, you place them there, and then you sit one day, take the pictures, put the descriptions, and sell them all in one day. Right. Yeah, and, and I think it's important to say that you know when we're decluttering, you know. I would say we don't consciously make piles, but we tend to make piles of things that, okay, you know, what what are we going to donate? What are we just going to recycle, you know, i.e. throw away? And then what are we going to uh, make some money back off of it? And you're right, you know, from, from that pile, we tend to gather a few things or like item things. And, you know, I go ahead and put on eBay or offer up or sometimes at the same time, especially on electronics, because, you know, if you want the new thing, Get rid of the old thing if you need a new thing. Don't get a new thing just to get the new thing. All right. Like those bags that we like to get, the computer bags. Yes, we yeah. Bags. Yeah, I love bags. <laughs> I don't know why. I love bags more than my wife loves bags. Um, but, you know, we realized that I had way too many bags for like no reason. Let's take two or, two or three that are really uh, effective for every day or travel. And I got rid of the other ones and I sold them on eBay. But the good thing about that is that you get quality right. brands um, that even if they're a little bit more expensive, you are able to get your money back or most of its money back. And, you know, yeah. And I think that goes right into, you know, buy less, but buy things with with quality. Mm-hmm. And when I think about buying things with quality, I also look at companies that have stuff like lifetime, you know, uh, guarantees, warranties. Right. So going back to our bags or maybe jackets or maybe some clothes, right? Some of these things that these companies stand behind stand behind for a very long time. So that way, you know, you know you're spending a little extra bucks, but at the end of the day, something goes wrong, you know, you're not losing that. You're not going to just throw it away. You're going to get it repaired. Right. And I think that goes with anything, clothes and mm-hmm. uh, things for kitchenware and that kind of stuff that are right. very necessary if you buy them. 
you have less of it, but it's better quality, then you have more bang for your buck and you have more space. Right. Yeah. And then, you know, like we mentioned earlier, right, we make those three piles and one of the piles we tend to donate them. And I think, Lena, you have a lot of great places well, to donate. I do or take them. Yeah. There, there are things that I take to Lotus House, uh, like clothing uh, and kids' clothing. However, I don't take toys because Lotus House does, does not take toys. But I do try to find, uh, like, a home for all these things. I try just not to toss them in the trash and because they'll end up in the landfill. So that's not my goal. My goal is to... Place, put them in a place where they're being put to use or we can get its value back. Right. And then one thing I want to say, Lena does a great job um, when she looks at her tribe, right? Her, her friends and family, especially those who have like uh, little kids, smaller, younger than ours, where, you know, we have kind of like a hand-me-down culture in a way. You know, we give some of our great things to um, some of uh, our, our children's friends. And then, you know what? Some of their friends are older. They, they give them to us. So we kind of like this nice, almost almost our little own circular economy when it comes to hand-me-downs and whatnot, which is, I think is pretty great. Yeah, I think that's kind of how we keep our um, belongings also like in check. Mm-hmm. If we do need them, we can ask and we, we can get them. Um, our next question is, how does a space look like? Yeah, so, you know, we like uh, wide and open. You know, we, have, we like a lot of wide spa- uh, white space. Um, you know, we think that having open space in our home and by no means our, our home isn't huge right we, we have a it's not a, now it's not a 5,000 square foot home right it's it's a regular size home probably smaller than some people but we like to have an open space and, and we believe having open space is going to allow not just us but mostly our kids have more creativity yeah I think that it's also in having less uh, things in our house like less furniture we can also spend more time with our kids and less time cleaning uh, and you know, moving stuff around. Uh, and I wanted to mention that in our house, we counted two drawers yeah. in the entire house, which point. is amazing because I know drawers are the culprit of storing all the crap that <laughs> comes around the house. And it's because it's tucked away, you don't really pay attention to what you have in there. So our two drawers are in the kitchen. Yep. And we have the utensils and whatnot. basic yeah. kitchen utensils. And the other drawer is kind of a little bit cluttered, so we actually have to yeah. go through that drawer. The other drawer, we should probably clean it again. <laughs> yeah, we you know. I think we were big fans of supplements, and all of a sudden, we have way more supplements. Um, <laughs> but you know, we could probably go down to one drawer. And, uh, and like Lena was saying, you know, we, we you know we don't have many drawers. We don't have dressers. We don't have armoires and and all those fancy th- uh, furniture pieces because we just don't need them. Right. I think if we put ourselves in a position of creating little nooks and places for storage, you know, what everybody wants and their house is usually storage. For us, mm-hmm. uh, our desire is to have less storage because that means we're just going to keep putting stuff in there. Um, and the stuff that we have, we want to use it. And we want to make it visible. And if it's not visible, then then we probably don't use it as much. There, you know, there are some things that we might have to put away, like the vacuum, for example, that doesn't have to be in front of the house or anything like that. Right, you know, power tools that are dangerous, right? right we need to put exactly. those things away. But other things that we that we own, we want to have them out uh, for us to, you know, be able to see them and use them. Right, and then what what else don't we have in the house? So we also don't have a TV. Yep. Now we we do watch stuff. We just watch it with a. 
Absolutely. We do have Netflix account、mm. and we like Amazon Prime video. Is that what it's called? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And our kid does watch some cartoons that we kind of、um, curate for him. <laughs> you、uh, yeah, I s h o u l d like that.、Um, but we don't allow him to just turn on the. We have a projector, so、right. it has to be a special occasion for us to use the projector and like, actually watch something. And if we do, because it is a special occasion, we all sit together. And we kind of experience, try to experience、um, you know, the video. If it's, not, if it's not all of us together, then it, has, it just has to be a really, it can't just be on a whim for him to be watching.、Today. Right. So it, because the TV isn't there and the projector instead is there, it's out of sight, out of mind. So he's not always like, oh, I want to watch that TV or I want to Right. Watch, and, and we look at today, you know, for everyone in Miami, what happened today? It rains all day. On so, and off. <laughs> on and off. So, it, it would have been easy to say, hey, just turn on, turn on TV because we're bored. Instead, we, you know, we focus on creating some experiences in the house, you know, playing with our children, making a fort, making a mess, cleaning it up. But, you know, it was fun. Right.、Um, cool. So, I found this really cool quote、um, in, a, in Plo Quarterly magazine, and I almost dropped the mic. <laughs> <laughs> Just as books require white space, so do children. They need room to grow in a space shielded from the onslaught of the information age.、Um, so I thought this was a really cool quote because it is true. I feel like the more space that we have at home, the more opportunities for、um, my son's creativity to grow. So, with more digital iPads and all of that, I think that doesn't help him ignite his, his creativity.、Um, All right. So, I, well, I think we can go into our third question, which is how do we deal with our kids' belongings? Yeah. So,、um, you know, really early on, so at least、uh, from my side of the family, you know, my son was the first grandkid, right? The first uh, uh, nephew and whatnot. So, a lot of excitement around that. And when it comes, and when excitement、uh, comes gifts, and they tend to be toys, right? Who doesn't love giving? Children, toys. I know I love receiving toys. But at the same time, though, you know, we've come to realize that one, a lot of toys, or one toy from a lot of people adds up to a lot of toys. And so we, we created like a small embargo hey, guys, you know, let's not do a lot of toys throughout the year. You know, his birthday is really close to Christmas,、uh, fortunately or unfortunately. So we said, let's focus more on experiences. You know, let's get you. Involved with our child more than just giving him a toy and then let that be it. you know And then we think about different experiences that he could do or different gifts that will will create experiences for, for our children. It doesn't always have to be like a monetary gift right. Right. all the time. like I think he would love to build something with boxes and you know cardboard and things like that. And that that for us is the gift.、Um, And then. Wait, hold on. Yeah. And how many times does your, you know, when your child's, you know, first off and they first get a toy, they don't even play with the toy. They play in the playing with the box because the, the box. box is more, I don't know, it's, it's better. Or the it's, gift wrap. The gift wrap, right? You know, so, so I, I think it's just the fact that, you know, you're there or, or they are there for the kid. It really makes a bigger impact than just the toy. Right.、Um, I used to host these. These play dates that were called recycling play dates. And the idea was for kids to be playing with、uh, recycled materials like,、um, you know, plastic bottles and 
cardboard boxes and things of that sort for them to create stuff and just make up a game. Uh, some kids made their own cars. He makes forts or planes or whatever he wants to build. And I think that's really important at that very young age. I think le like younger than six, it's very important for them to start creating whatever they want out of out of anything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Instead of having toys that makes you know the entertainment for them with lights and batteries. Uh, and, and not to say that that's completely wrong, but I right. think it's it's a better option for kids to have passive toys than to have um, the battery toys. Right, that, that's true. And, you know, and, and just be honest with ourselves, right? You know, we live in the information age and we know that jobs in the future or right now are, are based with electronics and whatnot. But let's worry about that later, right? Let's worry about that when they're a little older. Um, let's let them be creative now. You know, one of the best gifts that we received uh, from our family, um, it was a kind of a combined gift, really, is uh, museum memberships, you mm -hmm. know, and family memberships where we get to go as many times as we want to the Science Museum. And uh, we went today. We went three days ago. We went last week. You can't go wrong with membership to Those a museum. memberships are not very cheap <laughs> no right that. yeah they're they're so, uh, yeah 100 bucks or whatnot right i think that what we were saying about your family i think it's important for if if anybody listening here they're trying to get some help or tips on how to reduce their belongings or i think starting with our family members because sometimes that's that's where most of the toys extra toys and things that you're not planning for suddenly show up at your house you can set the tone very early before either the, the birthday or Christmas and say, hey, look, we have enough of, you know, these drugs. Maybe you guys want to come and help us pitch in for, for the museum, like what you were saying. Right. Or, I don't know, well, now that uh, our son pays his own ticket for flying anywhere, we have to always take, take into that <laughs> in consideration budgeting yep. his own ticket. Uh, you know, mentioning something like that, like, hey, you guys, we need uh, to pitch in some, some funds for his ticket. We want to go this place. And I think uh, that would go like f a far longer experience as a gift. Right, right. And then, and then if you're comfortable with your family, invite them. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so all the toys that come in and, and uh, into our house, I usually buy secondhand, which is fantastic because we don't spend as much money on new toys. I get them for like an eighth of the price usually. Um, I like wooden toys and that sort of thing. So we know that's really expensive. But when you buy them secondhand at the thrift store, say Goodwill or the red, white and blue in Hialeah. Yep. <laughs> uh, they're really, really cheap and... When we're done with them, we donate them to our friends, you know, or if the opportunity is there, we can actually sell them to secondhand stores like, um, oh, there's one in South Miami and I completely forgot the name of it. I'll probably put it in the link if I remember. Oh, right. The one in Pinecrest? In Pinecrest, yep. yeah. And uh, with that, our kid, if he wants a new toy or if he's really into something that, that he really wants, we have to negotiate that and in order to create a sense of responsibility responsibility of the stuff that he's got, we um, have a rule of kind of like one toy in, one toy out. So if he wants to get something new, there's something that maybe he's not playing with, uh, he would have to take it out. Right. And some, sometimes it's one toy in, two toys out. Um, <laughs> but, you know, but you know, our son, he, he 
I think believes in that a lot. You know, we he wanted something a little newer than we would typically would get. Um, you know, I think we couldn't help just get it to me. It was really good that day or that week. Mm-hmm. Um, but we also told him, look, you know, you have a lot of toys. You have a lot of you have a bunch of toys that you're just not playing with. What can you take out of to, to fit this in? Right. That's what he came down. What can you take out to fit this in? And he got a small box and he went through and he picked out a bunch of toys and he said, I don't play with these anymore. Let's let's give this to another kid. And I was like, wow, you know, that's great. You, you, you listen to us, you know, and, and, and you believe in the message. and You believe what we're trying to do. And and he really takes uh, you really happy about that when, when he's able to uh, donate to other people who may not be able to get toys like he does. I think it does make him feel better knowing mm-hmm. that this is just not going to the trash. This right. is going to somebody else that might not have toys or might just yeah, yeah. have, you know, more fun with this this toy. Right. And then one thing I want to mention is um, libraries. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we go to the library pretty often, probably you know, every other week, sometimes once a week. And, you know, it, it's interesting, right? You would think the library would be full all the time, and it's not. And it's just a big benefit. You know, our, our, we pay through with our taxes, one. And two... They're free books. And and there's it, no fees for Miami-Dade libraries for or children's books. children's books. Right, yeah. there's right. There's absolutely no fees. Yeah, so we have... L- late fees. Late fees, mm-hmm. right. So we have like six books out at a time. Our, you know, our son goes through them several times in a week. After two, three weeks, you know, like most kids, right, they get bored of it. Hey, great. We take it back. We get six more books. It, it's a great way to... It's convenient. It's less expensive. And again, going back to cluttering your house and be minimal if it's all if it's, it checks off all the marks. So that's how we deal with our kids' belongings. Yep. And now our last question is, what is in our closets? Yeah. So I'll let you take that away because oh, your closet okay. is like you have what like seventeen items. Of I, clothing. I think so. I think so. I well, I just I just bought a suit, but it was for work because um, I don't have a suit. So that kind of. It's okay. Um, so, yeah. So, you know, we believe in, in capsule wardrobe. Uh, what is that, right? So, I think the best way to think about that, the, probably the most extreme way to think about that is like Steve Jobs, right? Who wore a pair of jeans and a turtleneck. That's very extreme. I don't wear a pair of jeans and a turtleneck every day. Um, but, I, you know, I do have, <laughs> I, I do have uh, uh, maybe 17 pieces of articles of clothes, not counting underwear or like gym clothes or, uh, or pajamas. And all these things could mix and match um, with, with whatever I'm wearing. Um, they're usually very close to like colors. I, I like whites and grays and blacks. So, you know, my laundry is very simple to make. So, you know, I believe in capsule wardrobe. Um, it allows me to get dressed very quickly in the morning. It allows less time to get uh, to clean up afterwards. Um, and you know what? And again, going back to buying quality items... I buy quality items. They last longer. They maybe they look better when they age. You know what do you think? Well, I I think we got very inspired by Bea Johnson, the mm. mother, I guess, of zero waste living. Yep. Um, and she's got what is it, fifteen articles of clothing, and she's a woman, so obviously it's for me it was very inspiring because she's got these like skirts and dresses that she can kind of mix and match and create all these awesome outfits. Um, and also she can put all her entire wardrobe in one, in one bag. Right. You know, you know, that's funny you say that because when we, a couple of years ago, right, Hurricane Maria, Mm -hmm. you know, we, um, we essentially evacuated our house, uh, for two reasons. One, I 
literally had a, a, a job to do out of state. And of course, my family was going to come with me. Um, but the thing was, was that, you know, we packed our, our most favorite articles of clothing in our, in our backpacks or in our luggage. We came back a week later and then we looked at our closet. And what did we say? We said, I don't need to wear any of those things. All, all I want to wear is the stuff in my, in my, in my, in my luggage. That's, that's the things I wear the most and appreciate the most. So we try to get rid of all our other clothes. Yeah, I tried to... Right now, I think I have like like 30-something <laughs> articles of clothing. Um, but for me, it's just like trying to keep the, my favorite things. You know, the, the one pair of jeans that I have is my very favorite pair of jeans. Um, and I make sure like I wash it. And when it's out of the washer, it's like, okay, I, I can finally wear it again, you know? Um, so I think if you look at it that way, like just pick your favorite, favorite clothes. And that's what I have. I have my favorite shirt, the one I have, I don't have that many shirts, <laughs> but I have like my favorite shirts and I know that they mm-hmm. look great with either my leggings or my one pair of jeans or my one pair of jean shorts. And yeah, that's, that's basically the basis of a capsule wardrobe. Right. You know, and I think, um, for me, the way, the way I got inspiration on, on what to own and, and how to wear it, you know, Pinterest, right? Just type in capsule wardrobe for men, for women, yeah. a bunch of different infographics and pictures show up and you get a really good idea that, uh, hey, for men, you know, one blazer goes a long way. And if you're in Miami, you don't, it's the <laughs> easiest thing. I mean, you just right. got to pick something that is just comfortable. I've been getting really into uh, really natural um what do you call it? Textile. So right. I get like linen and I found in the thrift store uh, this 100% silk mm-hmm. like blouses. And and that makes me feel comfortable and that makes me feel warm if I'm like in <laughs> extreme AC. Yep. Uh, and it's not that complicated in Miami. I mean, we don't have like extreme seasons, so we don't need to have the ginormous snow coat or the snow boots or... I think it's easy in my yeah, head. Yeah, unless it's 65 degrees, then you need the scarf and the Uggs. That's a must. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm yeah. no. um, but one thing about capsule wardrobe that I do want to mention is our son, right? You know, he's, he's almost five. He likes to wear certain things at certain times. He, he has, he mentally created his own capsule wardrobe. And what did we do prior to understanding this is that, you know, we would put all the, all the pants together and all the shirts together and all the other things together. And then he would go through his closet, rip out his closet to get the, specific, the, 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 the same set of clothes that he loves to wear. So what do we do? You know, we, we got the, the first drawer in the closet, his favorite things, right? And the other drawers were either for act, active wear or pajamas and underwear and, 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 and whatnot. So he only goes to one, one uh, drawer now, he gets his clothes, that his favorite clothes, and then what? His closet is, 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 looks great. It's not a mess anymore because he knows exactly where his favorite clothes is instead of like kind of hiding it from him because we're trying to uh, organize it in a way that really didn't work that didn't work for him, but it worked for us. Right. Um, and I think that's that's it for now. Do you want to add anything else on how we try to live minimally? Um, yeah, you know, I, I think, um, guys, I think we all have a... a, a a box of cables and, a, and a, or a box of tools or, you know what, if you have a box of something, get rid of the box, man. Like you're probably not using it. Rethink about it. You know, thinking, am I going to, I might need this someday. You're probably never going to use it. Um, 
you know, just go ahead and go through it and just and just understand that, you know, it, it, it's it doesn't mean he can't enjoy life. It doesn't mean he can't enjoy going out. I think being minimalist allows you to enjoy going out and doing things and experience things even more. That's I think that's true with almost any any other scenario as well. Um, going back a little bit into the clothes, I. I remember spending more time washing and folding and putting away all these clothes that I wore once and I'll put them in the closet. They'd be in the closet for three months and then I wouldn't wear them for the longest time. <laughs> so right. I, I keep washing and wearing the stuff that I that I love, like my favorite pieces. It's yeah. like my entire closet. Um, so whatever is not being put to use, then just get rid of it. It's just... What did we say in the previous recording that we're paying rent or paying mortgage for for storing stuff yeah, that we were yeah, using? Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah, be a pay pay rent or pay mortgage to live in your place, not to hoard things. To yeah, to store stuff. All right. All right. It's what time is it? It's eleven o'clock. Our kids are sleeping. I know. We, we should, managed we to squeeze in this episode yeah, re-recording. We should probably be. We should, we should probably be sleeping. Yeah, I think I think I'm ready to go to bed. <laughs> These are the wee hours for us. The night for us to be working. Um, you gotta get some work done. I'm gonna try maybe for a few minutes and then go from there. Yep. All right. All right Thanks for fun. listening. Yeah, this is fun. Thank you. This is the Minimalina podcast. Thanks for being here.